Hello and welcome to another Segabit Swing and Report show, episode 37. This week it's light on news uh, and we'll have a little bit of chit chat, but uh, before we get to that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Barry and with me is George. Hi. And uh, let's do the usual what we've been up to and what we've been playing. George, you start us off. Um, I actually have not been playing this week because uh, I've been kind of sick this week, but mm-hmm. I've uh, I've I did download a what's that game called? The one with the powers. <laughs> the part two has a black guy. Um, Sonic Sonic Four. Sonic Four. No. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not a Sega game. It's a uh, I can't remember the name. Maybe I should look at it. Let me let me let me open it up. It's on the computer. Oh, Prototype oh. Two. Oh okay. Yeah, you see, can you tell by the by my uh, by how? Can you tell that I'm excited? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled. I haven't even played the first one, so. Wow. I just wanted to try a game, so I don't know. I'll probably play later after the podcast. Cool. What have you been playing? I have been playing the. Uh, I haven't played any console games this week, but I've been playing the 3DS a lot. Uh, I finished Sonic Generations, and it's fun. Uh, it's a nice kind of um, kind of like a compliment to the HD version, but it's definitely like you can tell they rushed it because it just it feels really short. Some of the levels aren't that good, but you know overall it's a fun game. But I wouldn't it wouldn't be the first game I bought. I would buy even though it was one of the first games I bought. Um, let's see what else I play. Oh, I played the Super Mario 3D Land, and that's that's really fun. But it's definitely like. And I was complaining about this on the forums, how Mario is just, like, becoming really, like, same old, same old every game. Like, you look at the past five years, and it's just been, besides the Galaxy games, it's been really lame, I think. I don't know. It seems like every game, they're like, oh, now he's another animal. And it's the same, you know, same location, same uh, story. Uh, Something you're going to find out about. Nintendo fans, they love the same stuff. It's so... I hate it so much. That's why I don't play Zelda games, because I'm like, I played one, and then they're like, you should play the next one. I'm like, what's it about? And they're like, well, it's kind of like a reboot. Uh, And I'm like, I want the story to continue. And they're like, well, it does, but But... it doesn't. (laughs) It's funny because, uh, like, Animal Crossing is a pretty good example of it. Like, every single game is just a port of the Nintendo 64 version. Yeah. And it's exact they just add little things and then like everybody gets so excited about it. I know. And it's funny because it seems like Nintendo suffers when they try to do something new like uh uh Super Mario Sunshine and Luigi's Mansion were like they weren't they looked like good games but it seems like Nintendo fans were like what what is this? We're not in the Mushroom Kingdom and it's not basically Super Mario Brothers 3 in 3D like we always want. I don't know. I I'm glad I don't I'm not a Nintendo fan, but I enjoy Super Mario Land. That's a fun one. So that's what I've been doing. I will say it's better than Sonic Generations, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sonic better than the 3DS version of Sonic Generations. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Sega can do like in the upcoming games, because it seems like, you know, first party games are always they always look better the first you know, when the first games come out, and then as over time you start seeing third-party publishers being able to do a better job uh, graphically. So, you know, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Nice. What's the next topic? Uh, next topic, we're moving on to news. We have um, Hatsune Miku Project Diva F, and they have added chibi characters and an edit mode to what I assume is their latest game. Yeah, but, it's the Vita game. Okay. Um, this is never coming to America, right? <laughs> no, never. Ever. Ever. But, um, I mean, I guess that's cool. It seems like the most popular franchise in Japan right now. And it's not really a Sega game, is it? I mean, they develop it, but it's not a Sega character. No. No. It's it's, a, like... it's like a mark. I guess they, they, like, pay to you. I don't know. They have, like, licensing, I guess. Some. Somebody owns that monstrosity of a character. Right, because I think, didn't they start off as mascots for software that does vocoder stuff? I think that's what it is. Yep. Um, I think so. They did a, I didn't, 
I think they're trying to bring it to the United States, the whole Miku thing, but I think it's going to be kind of limited in fan base. Oh, right, with the iOS. Yeah, well... And they did a Toyota so, commercial, I heard, too. I don't know why. Uh, I did see that. That was weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's happening. Um, I guess that's great for Miku fans. I don't really care one way or another, but uh, they seem to like Chibi. So, good for them. Oh, they're going to be happy. They could edit their... their uh underage women girls absolutely uh let's see next piece of news is actually probably the biggest one this week which isn't saying a lot uh it's jet set radio's gum is joining the roster of sonic and all-stars racing transformed um and i actually have more things to add to this because i've been looking over the forums where um the producer of the game hangs out over at sonic stadium yeah and uh he shared a few new bits of information banjo kazooie will not be in the game no! Oh, so cancel your pre-orders. Um, canceled. He also said that, uh, you know, because a lot of people are complaining, not a lot, but some people are complaining that um, it's just like another Jet Set Radio character when it could be a character from another franchise. And I, I partly agree, but I'm totally fine with secondary characters from the same IP as long as they're like cool characters like Riala and Gum. Like, uh, but uh, Steve said that they are going to have more characters revealed eventually that are multiples from other franchises. That should be inter- that should be interesting. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, he didn't say how many. It might just be like two more. And when you consider there, I think eleven that have yet to be revealed. That's not that bad, you know. Like if we have like eight unique ones and like three three IPs with like, let's say um like. Ulala and like Jaguar pudding, and then uh, who else is there? Well, there's a female monkey and Samade Amigo, and there's the female monkey. That's the only problem is I hope they don't have four monkeys. You know, that'd be ridiculous. That would be pretty crazy. Plus, the Super Monkey Ball and Samade Amigo ones are just basically like female versions. They're not even that interesting looking. I, I don't. I, I think anything they do, even if they do every single one unique. Very, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's going to be people disappointed either way. Yeah, you can I mean, only ha- you can only put so many good characters people want. That's true, and I mean, I understand too from their point of view. You know, it's it's like they really they would love to just go out all out and just put crazy obscure stuff. But you got to remember too that there are you know higher ups there who are like, why are you putting in you know why is half the cast unknown 16-bit characters? Why don't you put another Jet Set Radio character in there? We're trying to move copies when the move, when the game re-releases this fall. So at the very least, I'd hope that they'd put, like, cool characters. Like, they could put, um, oh, what is her name, Ica in from Skies of Arcadia with yeah. Vice. And they could do uh, Nightshade from Shinobi. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think they need more female characters. And, I mean, the best way to get them is the female counterparts from a lot of the games but girls don't play video games so that's kind of weird yeah isn't that weird (laughs) talking about all-stars rate this is a little bit off topic but we don't have that much stuff to talk about so i might as well bring it up i think you did a i think you did a post on this but breaking bad and and they love that game what the hell's up with that i saw that yeah they uh they had i think did they have all-stars racing they had sonic 06 and they had i I heard they did another Sonic game recently. Um, I have my kid. Yeah, your your child is uh, ruining the podcast. I'm just joking. Um, um, no, I saw the episodes and it was like they had uh, they had it twice on two episodes. Mm-hmm. And like uh, one of the recent episodes, uh, Walter White or whatever uh, just goes off on, on Jesse and he's like, "What do you have in your life? Video games?" And I was like, "Hey, hey." Shut up. <laughs> You're taking it too far now. Yeah, right. But yeah, so, ap- apparently the meth head Jesse really loves uh, Sega games. Breaking Bad is like the new Drew Carey show for uh, Sega references, having having Sega stuff in each episode. One's about beer, and the other one's about meth. Yeah, basically. Different addictives. Addictive substances. So, oh, That's funny. I wonder if we can find that. That was recent, right? Uh, the the one with the, they're playing, yeah. Uh, I think it was like one in season three, and I think the uh, he plays it again later in season four. That's funny. Same game. 
Yeah, he plays that game twice. Like one time he's playing it by himself, and like there's this like he's him. Basically, there's this one part in his like in the season where he has a bunch of meth heads over mm-hmm. at his house, and they're just like wrecking everything. Mm-hmm. And he goes into his room and he gets one of the girls over there out of mm-hmm. bed so he she could play with him. <laughs> and he's playing the game. And then there's like another another part later on where he's playing it again, but he's playing it with like a little kid. I saw that part. Yeah. yeah. The meth head one was better. The one with the woman. Nice. Let's see. Uh, next bit of news. Samurai and Dragons adds Sega All-Stars. This is a weird piece of news. The, um... Ooh, that was a big one. Kingdom yeah. Conquest, uh, which was an iOS game, actually is being... It's like slight, kind of a port of it for the Vita, and it's called Samurai and Dragons, and they're adding a bunch of, like, I guess Sega characters by way of um, enemy cards or cards that you can use as uh, in your armies. So they're going to have, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but they're going to have, let's see here. Uh, Shenmue's going to be in it. Ryo Hazuki's going to be in it. Sonic, Akira, uh, Yakuza characters, Bayonetta. So it seems like a lot. And then they're also doing... Um, see girl versions of all the sega consoles i don't mean i don't mean to interrupt but uh ali uh andrew's on so oh. can you call him in because he's trying to call me let's bring him in skype problems with people it's terrible i'm sure it's better than the the sonic talk show what they have to deal with oh i'm sure poor guys okay i'm back hey uh, we're recording by the way oh shit that's all right. You jumped in the middle of the episode. You're like, we're full of surprises. So, um, yeah, this is AJ. He does our uh, My Life with Sega videos. Um, you want to say hello to the people? Hello, good Sega fans. How are you? Good. Uh, let's see. So we are in the middle of news right now. Uh, we were just talking about how uh, there's a ton of uh, Sega cameos in this um, Japanese game for the Vita, a free-to-play game. Uh, seems play, huh? the kids over there like those kind of things. Uh, but I was going to say, I think the interesting thing is is that it has uh, Ryo Hazuki in it, which is like the first time I've seen Shenmue in something Japanese. You know what I mean? Like All-Stars Racing was uh, produced in America, or not in America, but produced in the West. So hmm. good sign, bad sign. Plus, they've got this kind of cool logo up in the corner here that's called the Sega All-Star Pack. So it seems like All-Star is a term that they're not just using for the uh, racing games. So, eh, there you go. Well, that's definitely cool. Um, I would say that's maybe a good sign. I think it's possible. Uh, Maybe we may actually see a Shenmue 3 or at least a Shenmue HD version. I definitely think we're seeing Shenmue HD sometime. Uh... I think on Yu Suzuki's deathbed, he'll tell us what happens in the last uh, game. He, he just looks at us and he's all, no, and he, and he dies? I don't know. I've, I've considered faking uh, a uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation request. and be- <laughs> <laughs> No, motherfucker will pull a jigsaw. He'll be dying, and that's when he'll pull out a little tape recorder. Oh. Hello, Sega fans. <laughs> For years, you wasted your life asking where Shenmue 3 was. Sadly, sadly, he has Asian genetics, so he probably will die, like, will probably die before him. Oh, that's very true. Oh, great. So we're (laughs) screwed. 100 years old. Well, you know what? That's okay. I've been living with not knowing what the hell happened with Ryu, his father. I mean, I've only played the first Shenmue. I've yet to get a hold of a copy of Part 2. You know, I, I would say you should really play part two immediately, but you've got time. I think you've got time. Well, I don't know. I, I smoke. I'm out of shape. <laughs> I, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, maybe I should play it sooner rather than later. But uh, I could definitely use it now after playing through uh, Code Veronica for like the third fucking time. Yeah, it'll be nice to walk around in a game and not have the fear of getting killed. Yeah, not <laughs> that and... I'm not really sure, though, if I want to endure any more uh, NPCs that say, Ryo, 
you're not going to get a tattoo, are you? I'm like, yes, I am. Now shut the fuck up. I don't know. Like When I first played the game, I was so happy because I, I, I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to games where you're like at constant fear of death. So when I played Shen, I was like, wait, so I can walk around the streets and no one's going to attack me. And the only time they do attack me is when it like loads up a fight scene. And you know what I mean? So at least I get prepared or like even, um, the QTEs were really easy, you know. So you did you feel the same way with Skies of Arcadia? Because I remember the Dreamcast, every time a fight loaded, yeah, it was like, you press pause, you could move your items around. I actually, I did appreciate that. I didn't, the GameCube version, I hadn't played it, but I definitely think they lost out on that uh, special feature. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. No, the special feature. Loudest console I've ever owned. Louder than the 360? Uh, That's true. My 360 shakes the house, so. Yeah. Uh, Second no, wait, loudest. Wait. Yeah. Well, the Dreamcast it does that. <laughs> <laughs> the the three sixty is more of a, and then you get used to it, and then when you turn it off, you're like, whoa, that was the three, that was the three sixty. I thought that was the air conditioner. So. <laughs> Let's see. We got a few more pieces of news, and then we can move on to our chit chat, as I called it. Uh, Aliens Colonial Marines has a, a new mode called Escape Mode. It was announced today. And a, it sounds like a mini game where it's a four-on-four four, uh, game of uh, Predator and Prey where basically the uh, Marines try to escape the map, the map while the uh, Xenomorphs chase them down and kill them. Sounds so like uh, Left 4 Dead, I thought, when I, was, when I was reading it. Oh, yeah? Have you played Left 4 Dead? I've played a demo of it a while ago but yeah that sounds familiar well i don't know i i mean i'm not i can't get that excited for the game i don't think it looks terrible i just think that uh a lot of people are going to have their hearts broken i don't know why yeah i don't know i mean it's got that really cool special edition box which is the one thing that makes me really excited for it but i'm not buying that i just like seeing that but uh yeah doesn't that that piss you off though it does piss me off that the first game to really get a big special edition in America is Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah, even though last year we had we had Sonic Generations. And that didn't get get a thing. It just got that uh what did it get? It got I think a pre-order bonus from uh Amazon. Bullshit. Bullshit. It got bullshit. It didn't get nothing. Even the uh, All Stars Racing, they're just getting a bonus edition here, and in the UK, where it's just going to be like uh, DLC, which isn't bad, but I don't know. I want something. Well, you know, with Sega fans, beggars can't be choosers. And I think what maybe hurt Sonic Generations is because, from what I remember, a lot of the games that had come before it didn't do very well either critically or financially so it's like okay well let's try this see if we can get back on track mm-hmm. so I, I would like to think that the next sonic thing uh, the next sonic game that they release would have more of an effort on sega's part to promote it by giving it a box set um some downloadable content but i, I think they just missed out on generations because i think they underestimated you know how well it would be received after the last few games Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aliens, you know, it has a built-in fan base. It's very rabid, in spite of some horrendous sequels mm-hmm. and <laughs> some spin-offs. So it's like if they didn't do anything for it, I think they would like, get some serious shit. So, um, but here's hoping it sells well, and maybe Sega will think, "Hey, this game had a box set. Perhaps we should start releasing more games with box sets. That would be awesome." Fingers crossed. I don't know. We'll see. We should probably cross dicks, too. Yeah, right. Just in case. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Uh, Sega's uh, Tokyo Game Show lineup? Ah, yes. Sega Tokyo Game Show lineup. It's small, but I think it looks great. It's uh, Yakuza 5 for the PlayStation 3, Yakuza 1 and 2 HD edition for the PlayStation 3, and Fantasy Star Online 2 for the Vita, iOS, Android, and PC. iOS, really? 
there's going to be a mobile version of it, but it's not going to play with the big versions. It's just like them trying to make an app, basically. I see. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna be more. Pro- I what what I saw it's probably gonna be more like the Fantasy Star Zero on uh, the DS. Yeah. Where yeah, it has online. You could play with other people, but it's like really small sections. Then you have to like you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Huh. And then they also have what is it? Some EA titles too that they will be. Yeah, because up. they're partners with EA in Japan. It's pretty funny. I'm looking forward to seeing the box art. <laughs> anime characters playing FIFA? That would be hilarious. Um, it's just a bunch of Yakuza and Fantasy Star, which I, I don't know. I, I don't think we could... I, mean, I could complain if I wanted to. I mean, yeah. But I just wish they had a little more s- substance. I just feel like this year Sega's been sprinkling titles. It's been very light. Yeah, that's true. Compared to like last year where they had like a new, really big news every week. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, eh, just give them a little Yakuza. Yeah, I mean, like we said last week, it's a few, uh, there's three big re-releases at the end of this year, which it doesn't seem like that because we have, I don't know, it's like just at Radio Nights and Sonic Adventure 2, but it those even don't really feel like they're coming out anytime soon. Uh, and then there's, um, let's see, oh, Anarchy Reigns, and then, but that's next year, right? Anarchy Rings is coming out 2013, yes. Right, and then we have Transformed, so that's pretty much it. So, you know, like, when you look at our uh, front page on the site, people always are like, oh, you talk about Sonic too much. But the problem is Sonic's the Transformed game is, like, one of the only things we can talk about besides aliens and talking about how things are delayed. So, that's bullshit. Talk about Excuse me. <laughs> Bullshit. We can talk about retro. We can talk about when Sega was like supremely awesome. Yeah, but then we get sad. Uh, you know what? No, we can't dwell on the negative, sir. We need to focus on the positive. Back when Sega was producing consoles, coming out with new and exciting games, which seems to piss people off now. <laughs> Having like, said that, move right on to uh, our chit chat section where we're going to talk about. Uh, the Genesis versus the SNES, which is the winner, which is uh, something uh, James Rolfe at Cinemassacre did. He did a two-part video, and uh, you know, he went through his personal opinions on the two consoles. It was pretty entertaining, but um, obviously we all disagreed with him. So, well, you know, well, it would be nice to go for, for about 20 minutes and just talk about uh, which which we think is better between the two and try to have an Tried not to be uh, too uh, uh, biased, even though that's impossible. <laughs> well, who would like to lead the way on that one? Uh, I think you should uh, start off. Uh, well, okay. I, I can be fairly objective. I mean, I'll point out when Sega makes horrible mistakes, like spreading themselves too thin by supporting five different pieces of hardware at the same time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Personally, I think there were a few things that bothered me about the video. Specifically, uh, uh, well, one, I can't agree with him on the controller at all. I never really liked the Nintendo controller. I hate the D-pad where it only gives you really four points of movement. Um, it doesn't really lend itself very easily to arcade games, in my opinion. It's like it kills me in the video because he's like, the buttons are exactly where they need to be. I'm like, bullshit. You need to have three buttons on top and on the bottom. Mm-hmm. That way I can do light, medium, high, punch, or kick. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you take the six-button controller out of the equation, which he did, which is supremely unfair, considering he counted the third-party uh, backward-compatible NES add-on for the Super Nintendo, which wasn't even officially licensed by Nintendo, right? which is bullshit, because, again, he didn't really pay much attention to the power base. And I... Uh, that that goes into another thing entirely, but um, I'll still take the three button over the Super Nintendo because I have some big fucking mitts, sir. It doesn't really... My hands get cramped holding a Nintendo controller. Right. Yeah, and also, the D-pad gives you eight points of movement where I can go, like, up left, up right, or down left, down right. right. And that makes it much easier to pull off a Hadouken as opposed to the cross design that Nintendo adopted. 
So, yeah, I won't be able to pause the game during Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo if I use the three-button controller, but I'd rather hit start and switch to kicks than try and dick around with shoulder buttons that are on a much smaller controller, so it's harder for my big fucking fingers to reach them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think using the Super Game Boy, you know, just to use one of his arguments, like he discounted 32X and Sega CD. I don't think that's fair at all. No, it's not fair, especially since, you know, he counts the Super Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use his argument where it's like, oh, I've never understood these add-ons because you needed to own a Genesis in order to use them. That's just stupid. I'm like, well, why would I buy Game Boy games and not play them on a Game Boy? I mean, right. that's stupid. Why would I want to play them on a big TV when I could be using my Game Boy? Right. No, I mean, that and the uh, Game Boy Advance player for the GameCube were just... They were just kind of like novelties. I don't. I definitely don't think people really use them to the to the same level as they did like the Sega CD or even the Power Base Converter because those were actually home consoles on a home console. But instead, like I, I can I can't even stand playing like the uh, Game Gear games from the Sonic compilation discs on my TV. I feel it feels wrong. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it's it's a weird experience. At least when I used to have them. Um, although I really don't have a Super Game Boy because there really aren't a lot of Game Boy games that are specific to that handheld that I want to play. Right. Um, now as far as like graphics, you know, it's, uh, it's Tricks and Cocoa Puffs to me. I mean, they're both round and they're both cereal, but you know, it just depends on what you want. Do you want something more chocolatey or do you want something more fruity? Right. And, um... Personally, I think the Genesis still wins out for one reason. Because it's a balanced unit, the the hardware doesn't far exceed its grasp. Mm-hmm. And that's because it did have the processing power. Because so often I'll be playing a Super Nintendo game, which I do enjoy. I have a Super Nintendo. It's a nice addition to my collection of video games. But one thing that annoys me is so often when there's a lot of shit on this screen, I get hit with a serious lag. It's like all of a sudden John Woo took control of my game and it goes into slow motion. Right. And when you're playing a platformer, that's a serious pain in my tank because <laughs> I get my timing down. And I'm just sitting there hoping and praying, please land on the platform, please land on the oh, oh, fuck you. Right. And especially like those Super Star Wars games, which I think it gives too much credit, but that's another story entirely. And also the whole thing about, yes, we had a lot of sports games for Sega, but this is where I think it's obvious he didn't grow up with it because he didn't have a, he didn't mention some obvious games or didn't really give him much credit. And I think it goes down to his taste. He likes to see this kind of, childish bullshit of <laughs> some asshole going to save a princess. <laughs> some asshole. You mean Mario? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario or Link because they're always trying to save a fucking princess. That's true. At least Sonic didn't save princesses. He no, did? He, no, he oh, had, once, but we forgot about that. Oh, yeah. But here's, like, this goes to Sonic, though. Yeah, that's not his bread and butter. That He, he doesn't have a Sir Galahad complex where that's the only time he feels useful. Sonic is an altruistic motherfucker where he's just sitting there trying to enjoy peace and harmony and nature land. And that's when this fat fuck comes out and we're wanting to turn everybody into robots. He's like, fuck you. He's not going to get any pussy or a goddamn cake out of the ordeal. He's just going to get freedom, damn it. <laughs> the, though you could, you could question his sexuality when Amy tries to give him sex and he's like, I think I'll pass, Amy. I'm going to go hang out with uh, Tails. <laughs> Well, yeah, so what? You know, that makes him progressive. <laughs> so. There is sort of a Batman and Robin thing going on there. <laughs> Personally, I'd rather see him hook up with Knuckles if he were gay. You know, <laughs> Knuckles is the only guy that could like stand side by side with Sonic as an equal. Fuck Tails. No, Tails would be the fucking gimp. <laughs> you know, if Sonic were a but cowboy, he wouldn't even throw tails to the posse. You know, it's no. But that's my opinion. I could be completely wrong. It wouldn't no. be the first time. But still, I think personally, I've I think the thing that really sets Sega apart, though, besides having a more well balanced console, 
mm-hmm. is the attitude because I feel like Sega was trying Sega was trying to um, appeal to many gamers where yes we have our kid friendly adventures but we also have these games over here that older folks may enjoy playing because uh, not too many adults at least not a lot of them want to run around as a little like fairy boy that's very true yeah yeah and always going through these kind of childish colorful environments maybe they would rather have something more like panzer dragon Saga, where you're just this lone warrior looking for revenge, riding on a fucking dragon mm-hmm. that shoots shit, uh, you know, or something like Fantasy Star, where it has more of a sci-fi bent to it, and which I like. I prefer that, right? So, but I think it just had a better edge, where everybody could enjoy Sonic. It's cool. It appeals to adults as well as children. And it's not overtly childish, at least not in my opinion. Um, no, it's got those like robot mecha things going on. I remember when I was like a kid, I really liked Sonic and stuff. And then when I started to become a teenager, I was much more into the like the robots and the mechas and all that kind of stuff. So mm. it's, uh, I mean, and too, like, well, think of um, just going by first party games. Like, what is the most violent, like, mature Nintendo game at those times. Maybe Metroid? Mm-hmm. And that's not much, is it? No. I don't think so. No, not, not at all. Um, I, do, I do definitely think that Sega had a much better range from kids to adults with their games. And they also gave you varied genres. I mean, you had Sonic, which was pretty much straight platforming. And then you could have the Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Star series, which provides you your RPG. Then you have Virtual Racing, Daytona, Sega Rally for your racing games. And then you had Virtual Fighter for your fighting games. You know, so it kind of covered everything, not to mention their own Sega sports titles. Yeah, yeah, and I think their arcade history really helped with that because they, oh. I mean, they had they had great teams that were able to do. I think they might have even been tasked with covering all these bases just so they could try and dominate the arcades. And I think it did really well in uh, transitioning to uh, home consoles, which really, you know, they hadn't been, they they weren't in the home console business for that long, even no. though people like to think that they're like masters at the home console world. But really it was what, like the, uh, the 80s through to the late 90s, essentially? For Nintendo? For Sega. Oh, Sega, yeah. They pretty much started out in 1986. Oh, well, in Japan, I think they had the SG-1000 in 85. That so, was, let's see, 1983. 80, shit, the year I was born. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they had those consoles, and I believe they were cartridge-based. Yeah, so they didn't even last for 20 years. It looks like maybe like 83, 93, 93, 2003, so about... 18 years Sega was in the console business. Does it does it make you depressed that Sony's almost going to catch up that <laughs> That's pretty sad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though at the same time, you know, I look at like the uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale roster and it's such a joke. I mean, you got half of them are guests from other developers who just happen to make uh, uh, Sony exclusives for a while and then even with those characters they're now on Xbox 360 for a lot of them. Um I think but, it, I yeah. think it shows you that Sony uh, doesn't really know how to make franchises that are marketable like Sega or Nintendo. Yeah, very true. And I mean, even even then, uh, they haven't even announced uh, Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, and it's looking like they might not even be in the game unless they're the final reveal. Most likely, they're not going to be in the game because they're owned by Warner Brothers. Oh God, that's that's really pathetic then, because I mean, basically the PlayStation, uh, what they can tout are uh, like Western characters who are basically like angry white guys, and then Japanese characters who are like super cutesy, kind of like animals. It looks like. Yeah, that's just me. But um, actually, so- no, now that you think, now that you bring it up, I mean, the only thing I can still think of as like a Sony franchise is Twisted Metal. That's about it, really. The ones that come to mind, like if I were put on the spot, I'd say Parappa the Rapper. (laughs) 
he's a Sony franchise, right? Yeah, he I, is. And but he hasn't done it. They haven't done anything with him for like the past ten years. I think the last game was a port of the first game to PSP. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, uh, uh, Jack and Daxter. Yeah. And that's about all I can think of. A lot yeah. of the ones that really stick with me are ones from other companies, like the Final Fantasy games and um, uh, Tenchu and Wipe. Well, Wipeout. I don't know if Wipeout's first party. I don't think it is. I think I think there's a the, the issue with Sony is that they were never known for in-house development. They were always known for uh, third-party developers. That's true. So yeah. they're trying to make a mascot fighting game, but they never had mascots to even fucking make a game out of. They're the only I reason, mean, it's... The only reason they they with, could, what happened? They tried with Crash at one point, and then they tried with Sweet Tooth, but because Twisted Metal was such a violent game, they decided to go for something a bit more family-friendly like Crash Bandicoot. Well, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Even even Crash Bandicoot wasn't even published by Sony. It was published by another company, a Universal. There you go. It was Universal. Right. Uh. So so that was a third party, and then that's why Naughty Dog, after PlayStation One, started doing Jack and Dexter because that was owned by Sony, and then that's what. And then it's, they got bought out. Uh, Naughty Dog. Right. Now they're owned by Sony. Wow. Wonderful. But, but yeah. just a ma- well, at least with like Microsoft, there's no way they would be able to do a, a mascot game. They, they'd have Master Chief and uh, Banjo Kazooie, and that's about it. And the guy from uh, and the guy from uh, Gears of War. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And even Banjo Kazooie didn't he start out on Nintendo? Yeah. So I wouldn't even count him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like no, you just got Nintendo sloppy seconds. Yeah. Know? So, I mean, and that brings us all back, like, like the Genesis versus SNES, both, I, that's why I'd say, like, you know, Sega is the only company that's actually able to compete with Nintendo, and I think, personally, I think between SNES and Genesis, they, the Genesis won out. Yeah. That's me. I, well, I think if they had focused more, if Sega had focused more on the Genesis rather than desperately trying to maintain their market share, I think the Genesis would have been a stronger console. I mean, as much as I love some of the games I got for 32X, and uh, especially a few for the Sega CD. Right. Um, still, I, I wish they had just kind of focused more on the uh, Genesis rather than trying to do these peripherals. Mm-hmm. So it could have easily went from Genesis to Saturn. Um, although some someone tried arguing with me recently that they shouldn't have even tried with the Saturn and just tried to develop the 32X, which I thought was kind of funny. Mm. Maybe <laughs> like a cartridge-based, maybe like the best of 32X and Saturn, but I, I don't know, I can't see that. I think, well, you look at when the uh, Genesis was released, and it was, what, 1988 in Japan, and you look at when the Super Nintendo was released, and that was in 1990, late 1990 in Japan. So right there, you got a two-year difference. Yeah. So I think the fact that a console that was two years older was still able to, you know, give the Super Nintendo some competition and also give, you know, like kids on schoolyards still, they still were able to uh, uh, have arguments that didn't end with, well, Super Nintendo is newer, so it's better. Mm-hmm. But... um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Back in the day, it was unfortunate that uh, Sega CD and especially 32X brought the uh, Genesis down. But I mean, I wouldn't. I'd probably change. I wouldn't. I could do without the 32X, but I definitely would not want to do without the uh, Sega CD. Mm. And I, I think when you take the Sega CD library in addition to the Genesis library and put it up against the Super Nintendo, it's. I mean, it's a much stronger argument against it at least for Nintendo fans to hear, I think. Especially for the fact that the Sega CD had much more in the way of uh, RPG titles. To oh, start. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think the Sega CD RPG library kicks the Super Nintendo's ass. <laughs> well, well, right. well. I actually have a different opinion on this, so... Go ahead. I actually don't have a preference. I think they're both amazing consoles. I think the only people that won were gamers. I think that's why when people think of, like, the 16-bit wars, everybody's always so fond about it. Like, mm-hmm. I have class with all these, like, 18-year-olds, and they, 
And they still play Super Nintendo games on ROMs or Sega Genesis games on ROMs. And there's a reason. Because mm-hmm. the games back then were really, really, really good. And uh, yes. it's kind of like you're, you're trying to like, which, oh, which one am I going to prefer out of like two great consoles? Now we have, mm-hmm. a, we have a Wii, which nobody really wants. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and then the 360 and PS3 who get mostly the same games. That's true. That's and very true. Back then, it was like you got a Super Nintendo, you got like you know Mega Man, Nintendo games, you got uh you know the Square Enix, the Square games, mm-hmm. and then you had the Sega Genesis who had uh the Treasure games, the you know what I mean, the AM2 yeah. games, and all these other games, arcade games. So yeah, I, I I caught on to that fact when um when I bought my 360 because I realized that. I was like, should I get the 360 or the PlayStation 3? And then I was like, wow, really? There's no real difference in getting either one except for price. Because so many games are made to be uh, multi-platform now. But back in the day, yeah, you could own an, an, a Genesis and a Super Nintendo. And you were basically, you basically had two vastly different libraries with very little crossover. That is very true. So, and I mean, and I think the, the positive thing, I, I agree with George too, is that in the end, they were both great. And I think the good thing is, too, that unlike other console rivalries, I think it ended up good for both of them. Maybe not in the long term, but it's it's not like people go, oh, remember when the Genesis was killed by the Super Nintendo and Sega went out of business? You know, there's no real, like, negative ending to it. It kind of fizzled out, if anything. Um, I can't say they were both great consoles. And this isn't so much a bias, but... Um, the family-friendly policy. I think my biggest problem with Nintendo wasn't so much their hardware, it was just their policies. Because, really, I'm sorry, what they did to Flashback was un-fucking-forgivable. I, I think they were just going way too far. And this is going back to the video for a moment, is that he was talking about, oh yeah, the whole Mortal Kombat debacle and the violence and blah blah blah. And I'm like, it went beyond that, motherfucker. And we were talking, too, about Wolfenstein which was heavily censored, which he even brings up in one of his videos. And also where they would censor other bullshit, like flashback. It's a, it's, a, it's a bar. It's not a cafe. It's a fucking bar. And what's wrong with it being called Death Tower? Because anyone who's played flashback knows that there's a game within it. It's like a game show, and it's called Death Tower. And... It's called Death Tower in every single fucking version except the Super Nintendo version where it's called Cyber Tower. And, of course, when their little policy starts to eat into their wallets, that's when they decide, oh, well, shit, I guess we're going to have to embrace this. So they try and turn this backhanded bullshit like Killer Instinct and blah, blah, blah. You know what? (laughs) Fuck. It's like that good girl that says, no, I never kiss on the first date, but then you found out she likes to give blowjobs behind the 7-Eleven. It's... It, it, that's not a kiss, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, she comes off as a goody two-shoes, come to find out she's just a filthy fucking whore. Maybe she doesn't kiss on the first date because she knows that she has, like, dick juice all over her lips and she doesn't want to get it on yours. Just being cur- cur- courteous, dude. Yeah, that's right. It's manners. Uh, well, yeah, she's a good-mannered girl, and you should marry her. Fancy blowjobs. Yeah. No, because then she'll expect me to, like, exercise for her love. <laughs> like the fucking Wii. Fuck that. Play some Wii. <laughs> so it looks like, in the end, uh, AJ's going with uh, Genesis. Yeah. And George is going with a tie. Yep. And I'm going to go with a begrudging begrudgingly i'm gonna go with a tie unfortunately and my cat is pissed off he's like <laughs> not a tie no even <laughs> she's like where's your balls come on right she's well it's the genesis is black like her so she <laughs> matches it you gotta stick with your piece racial man what the fuck yeah, right i think she likes standing on the sega cd too which explains why it doesn't work that much I think that bottle too. I came in one day and the the lid was open, so I think she was jumping on it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh well, it's it still works. She's just she's naughty, but I like that. So anyway, so uh, George, do you have anything else to say for this thirty uh, seventh episode? Fuck no.
37. Yeah, I know, right? We're doing all right. Uh, no, of course, Clerks comes back to mind. Where just like 37, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Clerks <laughs> reference. That's. Uh, oh yeah. Well, um, should we uh, call that a show, guys? I think we're. Actually, uh, I'm sorry, you, you, you first. Oh, I'm good. What about you, Andrew? Well, actually, I just wanted to say something because I was going to do a video for this, but uh, I'm a little overworked at the moment. Uh-huh. But so in case I don't get around to, around to it, I just thought I'd let people know um, that October, I'm. You can say I'm pulling an AVGN all you fucking want. I don't care, but um, I will be doing a lot of horror-themed games for October. And uh, the first one, will it's going to have the same kind of format that we've been doing so far, where it's a classic episode, then you get a new episode. So the first week of October is going to be Alien Trilogy. So we're going to hit that up again. Um then after that, we're going to do Deep Fear for the Sega Saturn. I, pi- I picked that up when I was in Chicago. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. Oh, is it the Japanese or a PAL version? Japanese. Okay. Um, it's still very playable. Um, you may want to download a walkthrough for some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a really good game. And uh, it's one of my favorites. It's actually one of my first imports I ever bought. Cool. Uh, yeah, like I heard it was like, oh, it's like Shinji Mikami, like, fuck James Cameron and this is their baby. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds fascinating. Okay, I'll give it a shot. And it's really, really good. But uh, that may blow the review, although it's going to be much more articulate. But yes, we're going to be doing Deep Fear. Nice. And then after that, it's going to be Quake, since it's kind of horror, horrific to me at least. It always creeps me out when I fucking play Quake. It is a scary game. Oh, yeah. I love the soundtrack. That was half the reason I bought it. But, but after playing the game, I'm like, damn, this may very well be my very, my absolute favorite first-person shooter. But then we're going to kind of end things with my first Dreamcast review. Nice. Oh, yeah. It it's going to be a good one, huh? Uh, the best game uh, ever. Uh, um, Thumbs up. Okay. I was really wanting to do Code Veronica. It only made sense since we're going to be getting the movie in September. We're going to have the new game in October, if I remember correctly. But you said fuck that. Uh, Actually, I couldn't really say fuck that so much as technological issues were telling me to fuck that. Uh, Because I've already played through the game three fucking times, and I'm going to have to play a ways to get the footage back. So... And I'm trying to get this shit done before the con in September. So I need to kind of move on. So I thought, well, you know what? It's October. May as well do a horror movie, you know, based game. Go along with the Alien Trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the granddaddy. It's going to be Evil Dead. Hail to the King. Ooh, groovy. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, may do something for Halloween, but at the same time, I'm like, who the fuck is going to be watching my show? I'd hope uh, there are people out there that actually have lives and want to go to parties and get fucked up and you know, get fucked and perhaps dress up as really cool shit rather than sitting at home watching my life with Sega. No, there's one guy, I'm sure. <laughs> His name's Leonard, and he like lives in Maine. <laughs> Another episode. <laughs> Time to load it in my playlist. Oh, <laughs> oh this one's God. gonna, this one's gonna suck. Oh, <laughs> oh man, did that game? Time oh. to give him a thumbs down on this one. <laughs> <laughs> why did he do Shenmue? That could have been his first. Why do you? Why do you swear so much? <laughs> Didn't uh, you know you're not allowed to swear because some person already sweared in a video? <laughs> it's kind of his thing. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've come to realize that the uh, that the angry nerd has cornered the market on cursing. So He I invented guess, you know, cursing. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. It wasn't Tarantino or John McClane. <laughs> the people I grew up that had fucking sailor mouths. Um, or my brother, whenever he tried to play Shinobi, <laughs> he was like, I can't get the fucking kid. I'm like, shit, 
do the super jump. How the fuck do you super jump? Well, it's in the instructions. <laughs> but, yeah. Fuck. So, uh, let's see. Looks like that's an episode for us. Um, see if we'll have one next week. We'll let you know. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And uh, frequent our forums. And give us all your monies. Uh, so, that's, uh, that's me. Saying goodbye. All right, later, kids. Hope you enjoyed listening. Bye-bye. George. There you go.